1: Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code Ring makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you wanna be the best in the game, We're going to have the best league in town. Go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season.
0: Folks, Kyle here. I'm a physical therapist and a fantasy football junkie. I've been doing Dynasty for a year, and I joined the Dynasty Warzone Patreon about six months ago, and never have I felt more comfortable with having Memphis, Jerry, and the guys in the Patreon chat help me with buys, sells, and navigating free agency and rookie drafts. I can't recommend them enough, and so join the Patreon, because if you ain't first, you're last.
1: What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and on this week's show, we are talking training camp news and training camp bullshit. Yep, that's right, all the stuff that you need to know about camp does Jerry or does myself, do we think this is news, or do we think this is just fluffy bullshit? But speaking of not bullshit, let me grab the man of the hour, and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair, what is up on a Wednesday night, or Tuesday night for Wednesday morning?
2: Listen, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, every time I get to sit here and I get to talk to you, I have a good time, because you are a good cat. And you got to see me try my host pants on. Uh, luckily, you have been a pretty good mentor, so you made it a little bit easier on me. But I was nervous, and now I get to sit back, I get to relax, and I just get to answer your questions and let you do all the work again.
1: Yeah, it was it was a good job, man. Uh, I sat back and listened. I could tell you were a little nervous in, in spots, but once you kind of got your rhythm, you're you were doing great, and like I said, the the, the first few minutes uh, you were a little, little uh, tense. But dude, once you got talking with Kane and Shane, man, you were right in your element. And if you don't know what Jerry and I are referring to, uh, this past Monday, Monday the 17th, Jerry, Kane Facel, and Shane P. Hallam of the Devi Marketplace, they all jumped on and recorded the first edition of the. Dynasty Warzone's newly found Devi Warzone, the once a month podcast that will be kind of a bridge between what's going on in college football with draft eligible guys and how you should approach draft picks and rookie picks. And you guys spun up about 90 minutes of audio gold the other day, buddy. I was I was quite impressed.
2: Yeah, I was super worried that I was gonna come up way short. So once once I looked at the time as we were going, I was like, Oh, okay. Because that's what I was super worried about. I just didn't want to have like 25 minutes and then be out of material and just having to pull it out of my ass the rest of the way. Luckily, those guys are good, and they said so many names of people that I've never even heard of in my life. So I wrote them down. I'm gonna look into them. I mean, that's, that's why that's why you have guys like that because they're just they're just smart dudes that just do absolutely insane, absurd things into the Debbie world. And I just sit back and enjoy it, man.
1: Yeah, th- those guys kicked ass and dropped a lot of knowledge for the podcast. And it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good to have a, a a source, a resource of things for dynasty owners to bridge. So, you know, Shane and Kane kick butt every time they do a Devi Marketplace podcast. And we're very grateful to have them on the team. Josh Dysinger could not join us. He had a previous commitment and... We look forward to getting him on the September show once we have a little bit more information on the college football season. And then the gambling podcast. We, we jumped into some DFS this week, so a peek behind the curtain, if you will. That show will drop on Saturday. Normally it drops on Friday, but I will be out of town until Friday evening, going on a little uh, three-day hiatus with my wife and son just to, to get away and get out of the, the mean streets of... Of Indiana, but that show will be up late Friday night, early Saturday morning, and we really get into some seasonal stuff, uh, stuff that you could really use for season forecasting, uh, head to head, just a good overall conversation. Our guest, ironically, I'm having Wi-Fi issues this evening. They were having Wi-Fi issues last evening, but all in all, Jerry, it was a was a pretty good show. You guys are in for a banger this weekend.
2: Yeah, and and listen, you're coming up. To my neck of the woods, if I'm not mistaken. Uh,
1: I think horizontally. I think we're going. to... yeah. yeah. Going, well,
2: well, well, well. The Murder Mitten. You're coming to Michigan. You're you're actually probably the murder closer. Murder Mitten. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen, we're we're a trashy bunch. What can I say?
1: And I uh, I apologize in advance for no YouTube stream. I know there are plenty that watch the YouTube stream. Unfortunately, with my internet issues, we are recording this by telephone. Luckily, Jerry and I have the technology, and we can make this happen, so we're going to give you the show, Uh, and then another bit of news, Drake 2071, again, Drake 2071, I can see you on Twitter, I can at you on Twitter, I am trying to get a hold of you on Twitter because I do not have an email address, you won the autographed DK Metcalf jersey. I can't do it. I'm going to give you until the end of the month to reach out to me. If you do not, we're not taking any new entries. But everyone Jerry just, just wins? No, Jerry does not just win. The I still have the list of names from our show. I still have the list of names from the Fantasy Football Smackdown. And if we don't have Drake 2071 get a hold of me, then we will re-raffle via the Wheel of Names, Jerry. And 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 if you don't... I uh, happen to have a, uh, listening to this, I don't know how you did a review, but we want to get you your prize. You won fair and square and Drake 2071. Let's get this thing going. I've got a new Dynasty Happy Hour contractor this Friday, Jerry. Now I've already sent that to my man, Tyler. Those can be a little bit more evergreen in the content. So luckily that dude's ready. He'll have that thing for Friday or Saturday as well. And that's my, with my man, Dean, uh, we're breaking down his roster this week, and I, I want to make sure that I remind you guys of the language parameter. You may have already heard a couple of that, you know, a couple of those bombs as we speak, Jerry. But this is kind of how we talk, right?
2: Yeah. Well, listen, if you don't want it to sound forced, you're going to have to listen. Earlier, two minutes ago, I said we were a trashy bunch here in the Murder Midden. That's just part of it.
1: Hey, you know, sometimes you have to use a, a, a few four-letter words. And I, I'm not above it. Uh, as my man Steve Austin of the Steve Austin Podcast says, it's just the salt and pepper on a good steak. And that's what we're, we're trying to do. It's a little, uh, a little extra emphasis. So be prepared. Don't fire this dude up in the, in the car with kiddos or in your cubicle without your AirPods on because if not, you're, you're begging for trouble, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to make sure we talk about the Patreon real quick. Uh, after we get done with this, Jerry and I are going to review... Patreon five. Uh, they they want a full review, especially if I'm not in there. I don't then I gotta do six and then we're gonna do the Debbie Leagues, Jerry. But then again, the we, we work for the Patreons. They they want us to review leagues. What are we gonna do, Jerry?
2: I mean that we gotta redo or we gotta review some leagues, my friend. That
1: that is they they call the tune We Dance to It. That's how it works. So we're gonna jump on a Patreon when this is over and we're gonna hook it up, and that's just one of the many Features of the Patreon, uh, as well as custom one-on-ones as the season starts. I know a lot of people are starting to do some old-school redraft leagues. That that gateway drug, if you will, into Dynasty. I know I've got mine coming up the weekend of Labor Day. We're unfortunately jumping on ESPN, but you know it bees that way sometimes. And we're gonna we're gonna do that. And if that's one of the things, I'm I'm gonna help some people with some drafts and give them some strategies. And Dean, the gentleman who is on the Dynasty Happy Hour contractor. He's got a draft this weekend. We're helping him out. And that's what it's about. But then the group chat, Jerry, the group chat. Have you, have you noticed that there's pockets of activity in the group chat?
2: Well, considering we started to record this and you had to silence your phone because it was going off because you couldn't have your phone vibrating while we're recording on your phone.
1: Well, the- so, so, so yes,
2: it is a rampant, continuous, a well-oiled machine. Well,
1: it works out great because we have all these different time zones. So as we're recording right now, it's about 11 a.m. ish in Australia where all of our Aussie patrons are living and, you know, they're, uh, they're just getting around that lunchtime hour and, you know, they're, they're chatting with their homies out there in the U S. And then when I get up in the morning around 6 a.m., that's getting on bedtime for them. And they're, you know, chatting and chatting. And then in the middle of the day, the, uh, the mid-afternoon risers, like our boy Matty, you know he's up stirring it. So the the group chat is always going. And if you like an active group chat, we've covered that a lot on the Dynasty Happy Hour contract. the The group chats in some leagues get dry, Jerry. Even like the, our Dynasty league, we're we're in one together with a bunch of industry folks, the Dynasty degenerates too. We can go long periods of time without much activity in that. And that's kind of uh, kind of I would say frustrating, but boring. Is that fair?
2: Yeah, and then you know who the guy that always stirs the pot every time that that happens? Uh, me? Uh, you.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm, I, that's my job. That's the advice I give. I would not give advice that I would not follow myself. So, all that, man, it's just a long way of saying the Patreon rocks. And if you're interested as the season kicks off, Dynasty Warzone just go to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone and the rest will take care of itself. Last thing, and we talked about this on the the Gambling Podcast. Look, we, we get it. The, the the world's not all the way back. People still aren't working. People you know, are doing their best to get by. Not everyone's in a, in a patron spot. You're, you're going to hear the Trophy Smack uh, spot here in just a second. Not everybody's buying a league trophy. Totally get that. And and you you do the best you can for you. But if you want to help, you want to help Jerry and I out, you want to help the podcast and the shows grow, it's free. Totally free. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And then subscribe. Cost you nothing. You'll, you won't miss a Debbie show when it drops. You won't miss a DFS gambling show when it drops. As well as the Warzone. Man, we're keeping this thing 100% Dynasty content. And uh, Jerry, you're still at Jerry Sin DWZ. I am. I'm still at DWZ Memphis. And the show is on Instagram on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Dynasty Warzone. And if you're not a social media person, and I've met many a person and helped many an owner who simply go to DynastyWarZone at gmail.com. You can send us an email over there. Helped the a gentleman named Dustin the other day with a trade. I'll tell you, it felt damn good to know that uh, someone is not on social media talking politics right now. But, Jerry, we, we've, got all the, <laughs> we, we, we've got all the nonsense and shenanigans and Internet bullshit out of the way. And speaking of bullshit, man, are, are you ready to start talking about is this going to be a camp news hit? Or is this just a bunch of camp bullshit?
2: Listen, when you texted me the topic earlier, what did I tell you? I said I thought we were going to say the word bullshit a whole hell of a lot. And I don't think that's changed because it's just, oh, my God, rainbows and unicorns and everything else that's going on right now. So let's let's roll. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, everything right now just seems to be all moonlight and canoes. And that's just not how the real world works. But, Jerry, let's start with something positive. Let's be positive. You ready?
2: Uh, we could try.
1: All right. Kansas City came out yesterday that they are planning on hosting 25% capacity at Arrowhead to open the season, and they are going to allow tailgating. I, I think that's great news, man. What do you think?
2: I think it's good news. I mean, it it was a lot less than I sort of thought they were going to do, which I actually will give them tons of credit for. Uh, I thought it was going to be a 50% capacity thing. I think they realized that probably wasn't feasible, so so they went with a smaller number. It's gonna be good to have fans in, so it's not cardboard cutouts or you know stuffed animals or the NBA's got like the, the video boards going. It it's gonna be good, and it, it for the teams that don't do it because I think a team actually did come out and say they're not gonna have fans, and I don't remember off top of my head. Sorry, I'm terrible at my job. I, it, it could be an advantage for the Chiefs. And Arrowhead's a tough place to play. Granted, it's going to be a little different with twenty thousand people in there, but I think it's cool. I think it's good. And for the love of all that is good, humans in this in this world, specifically the way it's going in this country, we need outlets and football is always been the bread and butter of what we've got going on so if we can watch football and we can drink in the morning and we can be the degenerates that we want to be and that is deep down in our souls oh, it's going to be good for our mental health
1: i i, I just think it's good i think it's, it's positive that i mean it won't be fair because i know i don't think new york is going to allow it at all all season i think the LA teams may be in the same boat and the California teams in general, that would include the the Niners in there as well. But I I think it's good. I think it's good. You gotta let people make their own choices and I, I'm excited there's talk of twenty five percent capacity here for the for the Colts. And if you're in Jacksonville, if you get twenty five percent that's practically <laughs> a normal sellout. So so there is some good news. And uh, I'm going to use this next little bit as a transition. I don't believe they're allowing fans in Las Vegas. And owner um, Davis, Mark Davis, he said that, you know, he wasn't going to do the 25% capacity thing that, you know, he it didn't think it was fair to do a lottery and that, you know, one group of fans may get to see Drew Brees and the others may get to see the Chargers. And I don't think he meant that as like a shot, but You know, how do you make that fair? And he also said that he didn't think it made sense to tarp off the the lower bowl and sell advertising. But if anyone respects a good bowl, it's Mark Davis, man. Look at that haircut. Loves him.
2: It is the worst effing haircut that any human has ever had. Joe Dirt had a better haircut than whatever in the hell that is. You are a billionaire. Have some damn respect for yourself. Good God. Hey, he
1: is the best at being the worst, so I I will give him that. Well, hey, while we're talking Raiders, man, our first bit of camp news, I'm going to let you go first. What do you think about all the Brian Edwards news? Is that a training camp hit, as in we're going to bump his value up? Not down in this case, because he's been blowing it up, but is that a training camp hit, or is that some training camp bullshit?
2: Uh that's a tough one. I I feel like it has credence. Like I, I don't I think he is a good player. I mean we've been having this conversation about this dude for a while. Is the hype worth all that we're getting right now? No, I don't really think that. Uh I think at some point he is going to be value and he's going to be more valuable. I think right now it's just the, the iron is too hot. You gotta wait for it to cool down. It's like you put your soup in the microwave, you put it in for a minute too long, and you tried, burnt the hell out of your mouth. Give it a little bit, it'll settle down, and that soup will be delicious. A wise man, you know, you just, you tell me about the tweet that you sent out earlier, because I really like that one, and I think that was, uh, strategically, I think that is sort of the play with Brian Edwards.
1: Yeah, what I said earlier on Twitter is that, first thing is that I'm getting a very Terry McLaren vibe about him, a wide receiver that went in the third round that could wind up being one of, if not the best, wide receiver in this class. I think his pedigree was a little bit better than Terry's in, in college. You know, he had the great breakout age and things like that. But I think the, the the strategy move with Brian Edwards is that his camp is going to be so hot that his dynasty owners are going to expect him to come out like a ball of fire. And I really don't think that you're going to see that with him this year. They still have Terrell Williams there. He's guaranteed $11 million, whether he's on the roster or not. So he's gonna line up on the outside just like Edwards does. Um, they still have Ruggs, they still have Waller, they still have Renfro. They obviously use the backs, whether that's Richard or the, the promise of more receptions for Josh Jacobs. And I think by around week six, you're gonna have people be like, oh, Brian Edwards isn't that good. And, and the real answer is, oh, Brian Edwards is still learning his way in the NFL, and next year when Terrell Williams is gone because he's 100% cuttable at the end of the season, and the three wide receiver set is Ruggs, Edwards, and Renfro. Man, Edwards is really gonna blossom, and he's a guy that I want to let that price Jerry mentioned. It's it's simmering right now. It's the, you know you get a pan boiling, the lid starts to shake a little bit. That's where Brian Edwards is. We're going to let that burner get turned off. We're going to let the the heat come down a little bit, and we're going to swing in there, and we're going to try to nab him up in week six. This is 100% a Camp Dynasty hit. This guy is the real deal. All right, Jerry, you ready for the next one?
2: All right, fire away. All
1: right, we are going to go to Boston. We're going to go to the mean streets of Boston, and we're going to talk Cameron Newton. Cameron, this is a, a quote from the boston herald there was an article linked from i think it was pff but it was the boston herald and the the article was quoted as saying cam rain remains clearly behind jarrett stidham and most of his throws on monday were checkdowns. jerry is this a dynasty news hit or is this just training camp bullshit
2: I think this is training camp bullshit. I just cannot see bringing in someone like Cam Newton and not playing him. And then you're going to have him sit on the bench behind someone that doesn't have a ton of draft capital, isn't one of these great prospects. Like, if Jared Stidham's okay. He's probably all right at, at playing quarterback. But is he someone that's going to de the guy that people are actually going to watch your team for? Because let's be honest. Who the hell else are you watching the Patriots for this year other than Cam Newton? And for those people that are Tom Brady haters, you want to see Cam Newton thrive. You want to see that it was Bill Belichick and not Tom Brady that was doing all these great things. I don't, I don't know. It's, I, like I'm not super into the whole Cam Newton thing, but to think that I Jarrett Stidham is going to start, I really cannot buy that. I know you're, you have really not loved cam newton and you have been trying to just piss on that fire that's been heating up twitter so you take it away dude
1: well i'm gonna start off by saying the first part about him being clearly behind stidham is mostly training camp bullshit because i don't think you brought him in there jerry do you know what a heat shield is on an aircraft or a space or spacecraft yes what's that what's a what's a heat shield do
2: So it protects the the aircraft from catching fire when it re-enters the atmosphere.
1: Check out the big brain on Jerry. That's exactly right. And I kind of think that's what Cam Newton is designed to be for Jarrett Stidham. You ever heard the expression, you don't want to be the man after the man? Yes. Like you don't want to be the broadcaster who comes in behind Howard Stern or Joe Rogan and and try to fill those shoes. Because no matter how good you are at the job, people are going to hate you. And if you're going to bring someone in after Tom Brady, after what, almost 20 years, six Super Bowl championships, nine Super Bowl appearances, you know, who's a better heat shield for this organization and a young guy like Jared Stidham than, than Cam Newton, right? Yeah. Let, let Cam Newton have the hellfire rain down. Uh, I still continue to read reports that this team really likes Jared Stidham and let Cam serve a purpose. It helps bo- It helps everybody involved. It helps Cam reestablish himself as a starter in the league. It helps New England, you know, have a buffer between Stidham and Brady because they seem to really like him. And if they win a bunch of games, they're not going to be in a position to draft a quarterback next year. And it it helps Stidham not have to feel the wrath of an angry Boston mob. And that's what the Boston fans are. So I think that part about Cam, you know, being behind Stidham, I do think that's a little bit of bullshit. But I, I will say. That all the the throws being check downs to the running backs, that's that's, that's a training camp dynasty hit for me because I have been watching and scrubbing and looking for anything that resembles Cam Newton making a throw with any velocity on it. And I'm telling you, you can't find it. I follow the Patriots. As a matter of fact, a little side note, if you're not on Instagram, you should be just enough to follow all 32 teams on Instagram because if you like training camp hype videos, the Instagram posts and the Instagram stories are chuck full of them. They are team controlled, narrative driven, pieces of fluffy bullshit in their own right, but they're also very useful. And I'm telling you, I followed them on Twitter, I follow the Patriots on Instagram, and I have looked and looked and looked and looked. And all that I can find about Cam is I've seen two throws which have been no velocity on them, a little bit wobbly, and him dancing. I have seen nothing with him actually putting any zip on the ball. And for a guy who's had two major shoulder surgeries, that's the part that I'm really worried about, Jerry.
2: I'm glad you mentioned the dancing. And I'm like a a dog that sees a squirrel that I just have to run at something that takes my attention. Because that's the only damn thing I've seen out of Cam Newton. But well, what else do we got? Who's who's the next guy?
1: Who's the next camp story? Oh, so so you're already done with Cam. Okay, well, remember, I'm, I'm just... Well, I mean,
2: I, I mean like, let's be real, though. Like,
1: There's not much more we can do.
2: It, yeah, it, I, I mean, I got to see it, and I don't really... It, it's going to take a lot for me to really give a damn. I, I, I want to
1: see it. I, I want to see something in practice, you know, 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11. Seven, 11 11. I want to see him... I, I'm not worried about from the, from the waist down. Hey, now, I'm, I'm worried about from the waist up. I'm, I'm worried about him seeing him and that throwing motion. I'm, I want to see him, you know, get the ball, you know, in tight windows. That's my concern. So I don't know how much New England's going to give us on social media. And since the real media doesn't have the, the normal camp access, I don't know what you're going to see. So um, that one gives me a little bit of pause. The next one, this man got so much steam on him. It's my man Miles Sanders. Head coach Doug Peterson says he's the man. Running back's coach slash offensive coordinator Deuce Staley says he's the man. It's going to be his thing. It came out on Tuesday. He's lining up in the slots. Carson Wentz is, you know, pumping up his tires, saying, hey, he he's a real problem for defenders in the slot. Jerry, is this a dynasty camp hit? Or is this just training camp bullshit?
2: Uh, uh, I think this one might be a hit. And it's weird because I'm not like the biggest, you know, I don't I don't stand Miles Sanders as much as everybody else does. But there are a lot of signs that just point to this dude really having a good season and really growing. And just building on a good rookie season. Let's let's throw away the the idea of well maybe he can grow the dude had a good year and they didn't bring anybody really to compete with him jordan howard's gone the wide receivers are still not excellent i mean jalen Rieger's coming in and he's the one that's showing that he's the best wide receiver now that could be some camp bullshit too i don't really think it is i think he probably is the best one out there and i think they are going to lean in on him a bit because i don't think they're going to want carson wentz to do everything there is i mean you can't see them bring in nick Foles, and then once nick Foles is gone then they draft jalen hurts pretty early for a team that you would think has their their franchise quarterback i mean i i don't think they want this man doing everything all the time him being you know i think they want to run the ball i think they want to have a dynamic playmaker i think it might be a hit randy I think it might. What about you? Any Anything? Or are you, you're you not buying it? Uh,
1: I, I am 100% Dynasty hit. Now, he, he was already pretty fairly valued in Dynasty. He was going, I think, at the 109 in July, DLF, ADP. And I, I know that slipped a little bit for August. But I, for me, it's a hit. And I'll tell you why. Don't believe what people say. Believe what people do. And we heard they were going to bring in Carlos Hyde. Nope, he's in Seattle. They were going to bring in this guy. They are going to bring in Devonta Freeman. Jerry, who have they brought in? Uh, plumbers and shoe salesmen? They, 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 they've they brought in, they, they've kept Boston Scott. Uh, I know they still have Corey Clement on the roster somewhere. Tyler Gunther is smiling and fist pumping. And the guy that I like out of Cincinnati, Michael Warren II, I mean, that's it. They've brought in nobody. We're, we're in August 18th, and we've seen, you talk about crumb bums and shoe clerks. I mean, the Detroit there, the, there it is. The, the Detroit Lions have signed Jonathan Williams, formerly of the Colts, and the Bills. The Raiders had like two-week love affair with Jeremy Hill, uh, LaShawn McCoy in Tampa Bay, and all these fluff, depth, COVID-related running back signings, and the Eagles have made 0.0 moves. So do I think coaches lie? Yes. You know how I know coaches lie, Jerry? You would listen to them talk? No, I, their, their lips are moving. If their lips are moving, they're usually lying to you. <laughs> Jerry, you were a, a poker player, right? Yes, sir. I used to play poker with this guy named Brad. Brad always had the funniest one-liners and little quips. And whenever someone would look him in the eye and say, hey, Brad, do you have it this hand? He'd look him dead in the eye back and he'd say, I'll tell you the truth one time. I will lie to you and that's exactly what i think coaches do they are i'll tell you the truth coaches are going to lie to you jerry but his actions the gm's actions have told me that this guy is the guy because they brought in no new competition and i've heard a lot of people say that he could be this year's christian mccaffrey with the the perspective the expected not perspective but the expected volume in the passing game i mean Carson Wentz last year, the Eagles, they threw the ball the fifth most times in the league. And we talked about the the team's inability to keep wide receivers healthy. I mean, would it shock you if this guy walked away with
2: a hundred targets? Me? No. no. No, no, no. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It's it, it it points in the direction. I can you know, I was sort of the, the hipster against all the hype that we were seeing early on in this offseason, but if things change you have to just Look at all of the scenarios, and it points right in that direction, my friend. Well, let me ask you this.
1: Would you rather have straight up, would you rather have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on your roster, or would you rather have Miles Sanders based on, because I think if you get Sanders, I think you get a little something on the side. Like, I really believe right now with all the hype on Sanders, I think you could, or excuse me, on Edwards-Hilaire, I think you could send Edwards-Hilaire in a second and get back Miles in a first. Thoughts?
2: I think you probably could do that. I mean, depending on the owner, I can, I'm a Clyde guy. I really, I'm an Andy Reed guy. Let me, you could throw me out there and I would have me as an RB two RB, I'd be flexing. on sure, your team, you, man. you you would be dead and you would, be, I would you, you would be wrong. You, <laughs> listen, of course I would. Uh, but no, I'm, I, I mean, I like Clyde Edwards. If I could do that trade, I would also do that trade and that's knowing that I like Clyde edwards hilaire well, So I, I mean, honestly, like I don't have tons of Miles Sanders shares, and that might be one of the all-time bozo moves of Jerry's 2020 season, the way it's going to unfold.
1: Don't be too hard on yourself, kid. The year's just getting started. You have plenty of time for much bigger bozo moves than that. <laughs> I, I, I will just say there this: he is.
2: Welcome so, back, buddy. Ah, uh, yes.
1: If if you like if you like the Andy Reid offense, guess where Doug. I guess where Doug Peterson learned yeah. the offense. Andy Ain't that a fact? and the the Kansas City offense kinda you know, we we've done this before. You know, if the if the Kansas City offense is Coke, then at least the Philadelphia offense is like Pepsi, maybe like Walmart brand Coke. It's kinda it's kind of the same thing, really. And I, I can get, you know, I mean a pretty good quarterback in Carson Wentz. Obviously, I think Mahomes is better. You have better yeah. you have better weapons. But all in all, man, this is not like I'm 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 picking a guy on the the Jags or something, man. I'm picking a guy no. on a really good offense, a high volume offense. I think this is 100% a camp hit, and I would gladly. I mean, and Miles Sanders is the better athlete, to be quite honest. That's not debatable. You can go to PlayerProfiler.com, throw both edwards Hilaire and Miles Sanders in there, and he's a considerably better athlete than. So I'm getting a better athlete in a similar offense. And I'm usually, and I'm more than likely, I'm gonna get the plus, man. I am in there like swimwear, dude. Let's go, let's go to Tampa Bay. Um, I'm not really gonna talk about Gronk struggling with the heat. I had to answer this question uh, for for one of our Patreons because he was concerned about Melvin Gordon acclimating to the the uh, thin out al- the, the thin air, the altitude there in. In Denver, And then it came out that Gronk is struggling with the humidity of Florida. Guys, this has been going on as long as there's been sports played in these cities. People who are new to Florida in the summer heat and humidity and people who are new to Denver in that altitude uh, and thin air, it takes a while to acclimate. You can live there and you somewhat get acclimated. But until you – because, Jerry, you've heard the term football shape, right? Oh, yeah. So, so Gronk was in shape. He was in, like, swim trunk shape, you know, getting girl shape. But I don't know that he was in football for the state of Florida shape. So that's not really the news. Uh, what what I found to be uh, really fun was that Greg Allman, A-U-M-A-N, at Greg Allman on Twitter, is uh, he shared a Bruce Arians comment. Jerry, are you ready? Okay. He says, this is per Bruce Arians, if you can't protect, if you're getting your ass knocked back, Uh, Arian said of the running backs, you won't be playing. Pass protection is the hardest thing to teach backs coming out of college. Now, he did not direct that directly at Ronald Jones, although there was a pro football focus metric that I tweeted out earlier today that Ronald Jones was like 50 out of 53 running backs in pass protection of running backs that played 20% of their team snaps last year. And look, he put on weight. So hopefully that made him a little bit stronger. But Jerry, this whole Ronald Jones sideways jab, not really directed at Ronald Jones, but who else was it directed at? Because I know Keyshawn Vaughn come out of college is a, is a pretty good blocker. Is this a training camp hit or is this just some training camp bullshit?
2: Uh, if, if we're talking about it being a shot at Rojo, I think that is true. Uh, if we're talking about just Ronald Jones having flaws, uh, I think he, he, uh, he does. And what did, what did we say earlier? You know, don't, don't buy, don't go by what they say, go by what they do. Okay. Let's talk about what they did in Tampa Bay. So they drafted Vaughn. They brought in LaShawn McCoy. So if you're not worried or if you, you know, you have a secure running back and Ronald Jones is the man of the future. Why in the Sam hell are you doing that? I just I I don't get it. I don't really want any part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers backfield. And there's gonna be chances and there's gonna be times over the course of the season where they're good, and all their little stand base is gonna get their nipples extra hard, and they're gonna wave their flags and they're gonna talk about Rojo or Vaughn or whatever the hell else they want to do. I don't. That, that just seems too frustrating for me. I don't want any part of it. And if there's one thing that's gonna happen is Tom Brady's gonna get pissed at one of them. And he's going to win, whatever that argument is, because whoever you are, whether you're 22-year-old Rojo or you're 22-year-old Kishon Vaughn or you're LaShawn McCoy, who's never really won tons of things, you're going to lose that to the guy that has so many championship rings. He has to use two hands to wear them all. So he, he,
1: He could wear five on one hand and one somewhere else. Hey now, uh,
2: well, <laughs> you, you,
1: you, hey, Tom's a strange cat, man. But I I, 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 get what you're saying, and I, I said this earlier. My prediction for this backfield is that it will be Ronald Jones on first and second down early, and he'll he'll miss an assignment, and Tom Blake, Tom Brady will get whacked, and he'll be done. And I, I I'm still concerned about the weight gain. I do not like players in the NFL gaining weight. It always is trouble. Uh, more often than it's good and this is a guy who coming out of usc was a 208 pound slasher and now he's added you know 20 pounds so simple math that put him in that 228 230 range
2: and we've, this man ain't lettered for that
1: and we we've never seen him play it that way it's just it's a weird situation the vibe i'm getting there is that yes rojo will be the man out of the gate and i think the weight gain could lead to injury not a fact but i mean it's happened before Uh, I remember the season that Amari Cooper put on a little extra bulk in the offseason, and that was his by far the worst season of his fantasy career. So I I just really see Keyshawn Vaughn taking over in Tampa Bay somewhere between like that week 6-8 range and really showing the most well-rounded skill set. He's not quite as good a runner as Rojo. He's not as good as pass catcher as Darway Wale. but I think overall skill set, he's the one and people are so down on him right now. I'm hearing the, the smack talk on Twitter about where the Keyshawn Vaughn stands at. I'm like, guys, I will lay back, kind of like I did earlier with uh, Brian Edwards, and I will be there buying those Keyshawn Vaughn chairs for pennies on the dollar around weeks four or five. Feeling Man, like, it might be.
2: I mean, it, I, honestly, though, it might be pennies on the dollar now. With every, every good thing that comes out about Rojo, that brings down the narrative on Vaughn. Yeah. Now, while I don't think any of them are the dynasty back of the future for this team, I I can see what you're saying, and I do sort of see something like that possibly happening. I think Rojo is probably going to be the annoying starter the whole year, and when I say that, I mean like twelve carries, you know, fourteen touches, and I think Vaughn will get you know ten or eleven. And then if one has a big run, they'll get more and it'll switch. And I just think it's not going to help anybody's team at all. And it's just going to be a pain in the ass. All 2020. We'll just continue the pain train of 2020 in Tampa Bay's backfield.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And I think this is a front office and a coaching staff with the amount of money they're paying Brady and Gronk and they're going to have to re-up Godwin. And they've got some players to pay. They want Rojo or they want... Keyshawn Vaughn to step up they want someone to be their running back because a rookie I'm not a rookie I guess Vaughn's a rookie but a young guy on a cheap rookie contract that's the guy that you want to be your guy for three or four years because you're paying him nothing as a second or third rounder as opposed to trying to you know burn another draft pick in 2021 or to have to sign what what's going to be a very good but probably somewhat pricey veteran in the free agent class, it just makes more sense to get as much as you can out of one of these two, and so for me, this is a bit of a dynasty hit, but it's also the the same song and dance. So for that reason, I will call it a little bit of bullshit. Let's let's talk about men with athletic thighs, Jerry. You know Oh my, God. Let, let, let's and here's the thing. Don't think AJ Dillon's not searching his own name on Twitter because my <laughs> my, my, my man my man's trying so to, short. My, well, yeah, my man's timeline had to have blown up like an air balloon over the weekend when that picture of him standing on the sideline, which I thought that was funny. He's standing on the sideline, and Twitter loses their shit. And my man uh, today, he was he was showing some pictures and, and uh, videos of him on the field. My man has has steered right into this, and good for him. He's now taken his training shorts and rolled them up into like the the opening of his compression short leggings to make his shorts even shorter to show even more thigh. Jerry, is this stuff with AJ Dillon? Is this dynasty? Is this a dynasty hit, or is this just more training camp bullshit?
2: That dude has got the Daisy Dukes going. He we are if the hype hits any longer by next week, we're going to be looking at the bottom of that man's ass cheeks. And I am, I will he'll, pass.
1: He'll be out there running routes in like a thong. Just, just yeah. like,
2: look, look like, hey, let,
1: look, look, like, uh, just, just a grown man out there. Like in a speedo.
2: Like, listen, the thighs, super impressive. That is a great job. That is something I will never be able to accomplish in my life. I give you all the credit in the world for, for earning those because you did earn them, but. Aaron Jones is still there, and we can talk about Aaron Jones' history and all this. I mean, this man had a great season last year in which he scored 19 touchdowns, Randy. And I don't know if you have played this game, uh, but 19 touchdowns is very good, and I don't see any scenario where this dude is just going to miraculously overcome all of Aaron Jones make him entirely disappear and then become fantasy relevant. I just, I can't see it. I don't know. I get, I get that the dude's good, the dude is probably better than I think he is. And I think he could have a role and he very well could have a good career as an NFL back. I just don't see in the short term, whether it's 2020 or 2021 of this dude and me putting him in my lineup and being happy that I have AJ Dillon in my lineup and being confident that I'm going to win because I have him. Because if I put him in my flex or my RB2 or my third flex or whatever the hell I got, and I'm going against my opponent's RB, you know, two or flex or whatever, I am not confident he is going to outscore that player. So I just, I, I don't know. It's, I think this is a product of Twitter dynasty people that love scouting and they just, they put too much into scouting and not enough is he going to score you fantasy points? So I'm good on that. I, the dude could be a very good talent and he could play very well for the Packers. I just don't see a scenario where this dude is helping you win. And that's all I care about. I, I scout to win fantasy games. I don't scout to be good at scouting.
1: Okay. Well, we're, we're on, we're on the same thing. And uh, this is nothing against AJ Dillon, but I'll start with a points per game basis. Even if he gets more first and second down work than we think this is a guy who averaged one reception for every 40 carries in college he is not a pass catcher i don't care how many gifs or gifs of him body catching passes i see on twitter i don't give a shit all right until i am proven otherwise wrong he is the worst pass catcher on that team Okay. Jamal Williams can catch the ball better than him. Aaron Jones can catch the ball better than him. So for right now, he's a two down bruiser. So if you play in a touchdown only league or you play in a non PPR of any type league, cool in the gang, run with it, but don't. And I think it was our good buddy, Dan Williamson. I'm almost 99% sure last week's guest from the Mythbusters episode. I'm pretty sure it was Dan's like, don't count this stuff twice. We knew he was a good athlete coming out of the combine in Indianapolis. We saw the explosive measurables. We, we saw the good speed for a man of his size. And then now we see him in a pair of short shorts and he's got tremendous, you know, muscular legs. And like, holy shit, we better raise his value. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're bored. You haven't, you haven't had enough football. And and I want to go back to what you said, Jerry. You talked about people and their hot takes. They just want to be right. They don't want to get it right for you. They don't want to get it right for your dynasty roster. Yet they're on Twitter out there. They're giving you advice. They're telling you to draft player X and and, and this guy. What, what, What if this guy, Jerry, do you remember another physical freak, another physical specimen named Christine Michael?
2: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I heard the spark score about that guy.
1: Guy was amazing. He was amazing, but then he actually got on an NFL field. Guess what, Jerry? Not so amazing. You remember another guy built just like him who went to Boston College named Andre Williams? <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't I mean, here's the thing. He he could be a Derrick Henry type. He yep. could be a Steven Jackson if you remember Steven Jackson and his awesome dreads when he was with the then St. Louis Rams. The range of outcomes for this guy are very vast. And and you could get a great steal in the second round of your rookie drafts, or you could totally set that pick on fire. But for you to let people on Twitter spin you up in a tizzy because a man's got muscular legs, you are doing it wrong, my friend. You are flat doing it wrong. Nothing's changed with A.J. Dillon. Until you see him in action with no preseason games as a rookie, you you, think about that no I just want you to think about that for just a second before we go on to Jonathan Taylor think about that you are going to increase the value of a player based on nothing but a still shot of a man in shorts on Twitter because that's exactly what what people are doing right now now pull yourself out of your body Jerry you ever see those cartoons where like the like Tom and Jerry and the cat gets killed and its body floats out of it like its soul floats out of its body and looks down Yeah, of course. That's what you need to do right now. Let your dynasty soul flow out of your body and look down on your dumb ass and go, am I really going to pay more for A.J. Dillon because he's got muscular legs? And if the answer is yes, take your other hand and slap yourself. And don't do anything. Don't do anything silly. All right, Jerry, I'm going to need your help on this one. We're going to pivot to my Colts. And Jonathan Taylor came in today. It was on that uh, team First, I saw it on the Instagram because I followed the Colts on every social media. But my man caught a hole, uh, was busting through the line. And I think it was a safety named Tavon Wilson tried to stop him and laid a good hit on him. And to use a Madden term, Jonathan Taylor hit this man with the truck stick. Now, Taylor, to Wilson's credit, he kind of knocked him back a little bit. But Taylor was able to collect himself and keep moving Jerry, is this, and then, oh yeah, we can add on to this, that Coach Frank Reich said that Marlon Mack is the starter, but in games, they will quote-unquote ride the hot hand. Jerry, do you take this little video of Taylor busting someone's ass and the comments of the head coach? Is that is that camp bullshit, or is that dynasty value hit?
2: That's a hit, baby. Listen, Tavon, Tavon Wilson, he, uh, to quote you, not a scrum bum and a shoe clerk. That, that guy was a Detroit Lion. He was one of the few bright spots on a bad team. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, this man is good. And here's the thing. What is the story of this episode, been? Don't do what they say. You know, let, let me see what they do. Not, you know, I don't want to hear about what they say. If you liked Marlon Mack so much, why did you take Jonathan Taylor in the second round? you love Jonathan Taylor. You want Jonathan Taylor to be your man. And if the man comes out and he shows what he's going to do and it's this, oh yeah, I'm in there. Listen, if this man wants to show me his thighs, I am all for it. Uh, he he's been flexing the pipes
1: on social media there. He's been, he's a big fan of the, and, and here's the thing I love to work out and, I think I look okay for an old dude, but if I had pipes like, like Jonathan Taylor, I would not own a shirt with sleeves. Like, like, when I, like when I traveled with the team, I would wear like a nice button-down shirt, and underneath, like underneath my sport coat or jacket, no sleeves. 0.0 sleeves, but no, th- this is good. And the thing that I took away from this video was as he was getting ready to run headlong into Wilson, he did a great job of securing the ball. And you know that was one of the things that there was if there was a, a concern or a knock on Taylor coming out of school, it was that he was a bit of a fumbler. So for me, that that was the thing. And let's be honest: in a rookie draft, he is still the 102. Um, nothing about that video leapfrogs him over Clyde edwards hilaire I would just say this: that the if if uh, if I were in a half point PPR or in, a, in an old school standard scoring league. I think I would have Taylor as my as my 101. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire needs the full PPR sco- point scoring format to be the 101 over Taylor. But, dude, Taylor was an absolute beast. We don't need to waste a lot of time on that one. Here's one that's a lot of fun, Jerry. Des Bryant went to Baltimore for a tryout with them there Ravens. Is that a camp hit? Is that is that adding to his dynasty value, or is that camp bullshit?
2: Bullshit. Next question. Listen, this dude hasn't played since 2017, Randy. We're in 2020. I mean, we're talking almost the entire uh, presidential term of Donald Trump has been with this man not playing, and now all of a sudden I think he's going to come in, he's going to be relevant when he's going to have a quarterback that isn't known for throwing the ball a ton. Even Des Bryant came out and tweeted and said, I don't care if you run it a thousand times. I just want to win or something along those lines. Yeah, no. And listen, I literally am doing a startup. Uh, It ended today. I had the very last pick in the draft, and I took Des Bryant. And I am fairly damn certain I'm going to drop Des Bryant real damn quick. No, bullcrap, don't care. Twenty. So, if this was twenty fourteen, if this was twenty eighteen, the year after he came back, then maybe. Randy, that <sighs> is. I don't. I, and listen. Oh, stop it! I, I, I am sitting here.
1: Oh. I'm I'm sitting here with my head in my hand. Why do we have to talk about this?
2: Okay. I he, thought he, I he, thought you were going to no, argue with me. No, okay. Lord. Okay.
1: The, this is the classic trappings of. Oh, hey, I Des Bryant. I've heard of him. You sound like my thirteen year old. You you sound like my wife. Oh, I know Des Bryant. I remember Des Bryant. Dallas Cowboys are on. T- Guys, he's not played since 2017. Oh, and the last time that he was on the field in any real capacity, he blew out his Achilles, and he's like 31 years old. As a guy who still loves to work out to this day, trust me, your injuries don't get better as you age. From an ath- <laughs> from an athletic standpoint, there are very few Frank Gores in the world out there. Okay. This is such fluff. The only thing I took care of, the only the only eyebrow razor for me was if if Baltimore's bringing in Des Bryant, okay what they does hate that everybody else well, well what does that say about Antonio Brown? why is he not getting an interview? That's my first question. My next question is is what does that say about Willie Sneed um, Devin Duvernay uh, miles, miles Boykin. Boykin what does it tell me about those guys? I mean yeah, I would, it sucks. I would, d- d- Des Bryant does not strike me as the wide receiver version of a alex smith or a ryan fitzmagic that's going to go in there and help groom the next generation you know what i'm saying that that would be a more along the line of what i think a guy like terrell williams will do in las vegas with the raiders but yeah i saw this and then i instantly saw people in my and in my league picking up yeah and i'm like what the fuck fuck? get man (laughs) I just—I I just, I,
2: was—I was really worried you were the way you sighed. I sort of thought you were uh, gonna argue. No, I, was, I'm I, glad, I I'm glad you didn't go that route. I, I,
1: I asked that question with my head in my hands. I'm like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? All right, next question. This, this one's a little bit better. Um, is Jarek McKinnon dust? Because he's been getting a lot of positive run in camp, and uh, I'm gonna hit you with a two-parter in uh, San Francisco because head coach. Kyle Shanahan has been very complimentary of Brandon Ayuk, So Jerry, you can give me, uh, they're both bullshit. They're both a hit. What, what are you thinking of these two fellas?
2: I think that they're not lying about their things that they're saying about Jarek McKinnon. But in terms of fantasy value, the things that they are saying, I think is total bullshit. Listen, we talked about Christine Michael. This is the Spider-Man gif where they're pointing at each other and it's Christine Michael on one side and Jarek McKinnon on the other. I'm Listen, very good talent. You look pretty good as a prospect. You're not worth a wet fart when it comes to fantasy. As far as Brandon IU. listen, this was a dude that both of us were not super high on. He got drafted. We both sort of thought that was a little crazy. But herd goes down. Debo's, you know, he's hurt. He's not there. I mean, opportunity's there. So okay. if, you, if you if you were justified, I hear you. I mean, I agree. But I, if there's a person that I am wrong on in this rookie class, I don't think it's even close to anybody except for Brandon Ayuk. Because he does have tons of opportunity to easily be the wide receiver one there. And if Jimmy Garoppolo can get 30 touchdowns, it's not like, George Tittle is actually that big of a touchdown maker. He he could have a really good season, and I could see it. That one I'm not going to call bullshit, just because personally I don't love him and I don't have tons of shares of him. I think it's safer to suggest that he's in a very good situation and that I could really see him succeeding and far outperforming what I think he's going to do.
1: Well, I I definitely think the Jarek McKinnon one's more bullshit than a hit. And here's the thing. We talked about Dez not taking a meaningful snap since 2017. Guess what? Jarek McKinnon hasn't either. And, you know, his body has been away from live game action for two full seasons. And, yes, you can get some padded practices in and and things of that nature. But I I see him as the version of LaShawn McCoy or Jeremy Hill or Jonathan Williams. But, yeah, he was already under contract. And so screw it, we're already paying him, keep him, what the hell? hell. He'll be part of our rotation because they traded Matt Breda. That's what that feels like to me. It feels like anything that the, the 49ers can get out of Jarek McKinnon for them is a win, but you're not going to get yep. much out of him in your roster on a weekly basis. And I don't know how long he lasts. Again, two years without taking the hits. I mean, th- anything you know, like a physical activity, and, and I don't think this is goes for football. I think if you go to a guy who was once a, a laborer, In construction maybe he was a bricklayer or she was a bricklayer and they get promoted to like a foreman or to a supervisor or a manager and they haven't done the old-school hard hauling bricks and hod every day and then all of a sudden someone calls off or you're in a pinch and all of a sudden you have to jump in there and, and start doing that manual labor again There's a callus your body forms when you do stuff like that. Whether it's playing football, working construction, you know, going to the gym. There's this thing where people who don't go to the gym for a long time, they come back, their body's not used to it. That's my fear for Jarek McKinnon. Um, he was already made out of used chandelier parts and shoestrings, so I'm, I'm not too confident in his durability to begin with. So for me, that's more training camp bullshit. The one with Brandon Ayuk, man, I, I'm getting deja vu all over again. If you know what I'm saying, I, I'm starting to feel like him, like I did about Paris Campbell. And when he was coming out as a prospect, I knew he was a good athlete. And I knew he was fast, but I was like. I don't know, I was on the fence, leaning more no than yes, and then he winds up in a great spot, like the Colts for Campbell, or in this case, the Niners, with uh, Iuke And then it's the head coach is the one who's dishing him praise, and we've seen the head coach dog a guy like Dante Pettis. So for that one, I've got to make it a little bit more of a dynasty hit. I think that's a positive bit of news for him. And I don't own any Brandon Iuke. I don't have any more rookie drafts, but if I could get him thrown in on a deal, I wouldn't mind having a share, but he's not someone yet that I've proactively went out and got, Uh, but I do like him. Jerry, let's wrap this thing up with two tight end stories. We're going to save the one with your Lions till the end, but let's go to Minnesota. It came out on Tuesday that the Minnesota Vikings could be lining up Irv Smith Jr., on the outside, he looked electric in the little bit of camp footage that I saw on him on Tuesday on the Minnesota Vikings Instagram. Jerry, is this a camp hit or is this camp bullshit?
2: God, I'm hoping it's a camp hit. With, you know, le- what was it, 2019 or 2018. Whenever I went down and saw you, and I because I went to the combine and you're right in Indianapolis, oh, my God, I loved Irv Smith. Every one of the workouts – the Gauntlet, he was great. I was really hoping the Lions were going to draft Herb Smith, so this would make me so unbelievably excited if this starts to happen. And it's a good situation where I could see it happening, where you've got Adam Thielen and you've got Justin Jefferson, and little well, B. C. Johnson's okay, and you know. But if he can emerge, oh my goodness, that would be wonderful. I think it's probably a little bit of bullshit because I think. They're not going to have a tight end busted out three wide receiver sets all the time, and that's still going to be a run-first offense for sure. Uh, but I think, it is, I think it's going to help.
1: I'm going nothing but the hits, nothing but the hits, nothing but the gosh-darned hits, man. I, I love this. And not only would this be good for Irv Smith, get him on the field more and in, in more in different pass patterns, but this would be great news for Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson made his bread-and-butter LSU play in the slot. And it's real hard because Minnesota last year ran the most two tight end, two wide receiver sets of any team in the league. And if they're able to, in a two tight end set, motion Irv Smith to the outside and and motion uh, Justin Jefferson to his natural and best position, the slot, even in a low volume offense like the like the the Vikings last year i think they were either 27th or 29th in total pass plays last year but even in a low volume offense this could be great because uh, i believe Kirk Cousins threw the ball 445 times last year and you know that's that, that that gets dicey very quickly but the more routes he runs the more that he can do that means the more he's on the field so for me this is a hit if anyone's not taking it super seriously Irv Smith is an awesome buy. As I, I will say this right now. We did this earlier with Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Miles Sanders. Uh, I'm gonna go back to that that same draft class, Jerry. Would you rather have Noah Fant or Irv Smith Jr. and the little bit of a plus you could get with Irv Smith Jr.?
2: Um, I mean, I'm gonna take the plus. I mean, depending on what the plus is, just because Noah Fant, Noah Fant's narrative value is certainly higher than Irv Smith. But when it, when it comes down to it, like, do I really have Irv Smith below Noah Fant that much?
1: I mean, I don't, what's that I don't, gap? I don't, know,
2: I don't know if I do. Like,
1: I mean, what, it, like
2: the perceived be... value is much bigger, but is my personal value that much different? No, not really.
1: Right, listen, you and I are on the same page, and I think both offenses are going to be equally run the ball, play defense. I mean, both teams are head coached by guys who are defensive minded, a little bit older, a little bit stodgier, if you will. And you know, they're they're both, I I would say that fans more surrounded by more talent. I mean, we've seen the video of KJ Hamler. He didn't make the list of camp, you know, bullshit, but it, it just goes to say that the perception of Noah Fant being so much better than Irv Smith. And from a dynasty perspective, man, if you look at the contract of a guy like Kyle Rudolph, this is probably his last year in Minnesota. So if you like Irv Smith and you want him on your dynasty roster, folks get to get to work because you're only going to get him for so cheap for so long. All right, Jerry. Before
2: before we go to Hawk, hold on. Before we we move on to Hawk. I I just, I think that people, when we talk about Irv Smith and Noah Fant like that, might be a little bit surprised because the narrative is that Noah fan is so much better. But I think this goes back to the thing that we always say that don't, don't live in a world of certainties with this, just because the value of this person is higher. Now, it, it, if Irv Smith goes off for 900 yards and Noah fan goes for six fifty, and then the next season we're talking about this and and it's not a big surprise. I just, I, I that's why, because it's that kind of talk that I feel like people will stop and go, okay, no, Noah Fant is so much better than Irv Smith. But the production just doesn't suggest that. And he's got a lot of damn competition in Denver. It was just, I just wanted to sidebar that a little bit, because I we are both in consensus on this, that the value of someone like Irv Smith is so much better for someone like Noah Fant, whose production has just, you know, he's all sizzle. You know, to use Nate Nate Palmer's word, he's all upside. But I, I, I don't play games of upside. If I if I put upside in my flex, I don't get points for that. I need points. And there's a real possibility, a real opportunity that Irv Smith outscores Noah Fan. And that helps me win. And that's all I care about.
1: Well, there's also this narrative out there that because Noah Fant was a first round pick. Jerry, do you know how many actual picks separated Noah Fant from Irv Smith in the 2019 draft? Any idea, uh, top of your head?
2: I don't, but I think he's a third rounder. No, yeah, he's a second so rounder. Many. Oh, was he? The 50th, Okay.
1: So Irv Smith Jr. was the 50th. Easy for me to say. Uh, I'm going to return this rented tongue I've got. Irv Smith Jr. was the 50th overall selection in that draft. Noah Fant was the 20th. There's less than a full and, round of NFL actual draft capital between the two.
2: And if I'm not mistaken, he was the very next tight end taken.
1: Uh, that I did not do. Maybe
2: there's one more, but I'm pretty sure the I don't was think third. so. Maybe. Maybe Dawson Knox, but I don't think he was a second rounder. No, he was a third was. or a
1: fourth. He was a third or a fourth. But anyway, yeah, so but, I think I think
2: he was next. But anyway, sorry. Continue. No,
1: you're good because that, that that's good narrative for the listener to understand is that there is this perception, and for some people, perception's reality. And there's this perception that there's this huge gap, the Grand Canyon between Noah Fant and uh, Irv Smith Jr. and and the gap's not that wide. It's like, it's no, I mean, like, maybe, it's like a maybe swimming pool. up
2: being, yeah, I mean, it could be that, but right now it is, I, I don't think it is, but anyway.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll gladly take the Irv Smith Jr. and the plus that I can get in any deal, even if it's a second. I, I'm in there. All right, last guy. It came out today, on Tuesday, that TJ Hawkinson is still not 100% from his ankle injury that he suffered in his rookie season. Jerry, I'm going to start with you. Honolulu Blue. Is this blue bullshit or is this uh, going to be end up being a dynasty hit on his value
2: oh my god like one time i just want the lions to make a such a bold pick and actually have it work out the problem is when you do picks like that they don't work out because they're stupid bold picks i i think it's a hit i i or uh i think it's a hit for his value i think the, the injury is real. Why why bring that up if it's not? Either that or he's struggling and they're using it as an excuse. Either way, don't like it. I, I, it, it kills me, and it sucks so bad because you watched him week one, and I thought we had George Kittle, and it was going to be the most wonderful time to be a Lions fan. And then that was it. And then now, now this, and listen, maybe, maybe it is bull crap and they're just, they're talking the talk, but I honestly think they are telling the truth in this situation. And that is so disheartening. why,
1: Why put it out there? If it's not true, why put it out there? What, what is the upside? of saying that he's not 100%, whether he's saying it, the team's saying it, the trainer's saying it, or it's either that. And if no one's actually saying it, then it's something that the Roto world is reporting based off something a beat writer saw at at camp. Either way, whether someone's telling you he's not 100% or whether you physically see he's not 100%, that's a problem. You know, the, the regular season starts in a couple of weeks. I think this one's uh my my meter between bullshit and and a dynasty hit or somewhere in the middle i don't think you can fade him yet but i'm with you man it, it just um it's that kind of like with baker mayfield I mean, my, my i tried to get through a full episode without baker but it's just that continu- you almost got there dude. i almost got there it's that continuous drip 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 and it's just continuously that little something with hawk we're o- we're only going into year two i'm i'm not overly concerned but man, I, I would love to see him out there in a practice just looking looking like the beast that he is. but Jerry, man, that was another fun show. I, I like these uh these all dynasty shows I, I I like focusing my energy on the Vegas stuff and the DFS stuff when I'm when I'm hanging out with Kyle. I loved hearing you in your uh, in your Devi space. but man, uh, I think our dynasty info' has been a pretty killer.
2: Awesome I thought I think it was. and here's let me ask you a question, Randy. How far are we away? From T.J. Hawkinson being the Corey Davis of tight ends, like, are we one year away? One. one. Are we two? We're one year. Okay. Yeah. yeah
1: with, with the cynical nature of dynasty owners and just Twitter in general, if if he stinks the joint up this year, yeah, it, it it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be a reckoning for T.J. Hawk because I think this goes much like Corey Davis. There was so much fanfare. And the parade was already started.
2: He was already dubbed the next big thing. I mean, this dude was a, a first-round talent in non-tight end premium leagues. I agree. And not to say that tight ends won't break out later. That's not what I'm saying. But his value will exponentially take if he has another just dreadful year.
1: Uh, I, I'm hoping not. Again, this is another higher-volume pass offense uh, Detroit, you know, they're, they're as you know, they're not afraid to shut players down. Uh, on Johnson has done his part to be shut down two seasons in a row. They've uh, shut, they've shut down Matt Stafford. They, I don't think Kenny Galladay played the last game of the year, if I remember correctly. The Giants tend, I mean, excuse me, the the Lions tend to be awfully conservative when they're out of it, which is always, but they tend to, they, they they tend to be conservative with their younger and premium talent in those situations. So. Not to get too worked up, man, but it's one of those things, you know, take off your fan hat for a second and put on your Dynasty owner hat because I know, I'm sure you've got some Hawkinson out there. Just keep an eye on it. Uh, I I need him to hit because he's one of my tight ends in the Scott Fishbowl. But Jerry, man, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for jumping on with me, uh, getting us ready for the Wednesday show. Remember, we're going to have another show on Friday and there's a Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor hitting you this weekend as well. Guys, we love the feedback. I love getting the DMs from you guys saying, hey, I like the Dynasty-only format. If there's something that you want us to add, hit us up on Twitter if you want to hear more of some trade stuff. Uh, whatever you guys want, we we would love to hear your opinion. But if not, Jerry and I, we're, we're going to keep here banging away, slaving over a hot microphone. The, uh, the roughs of this camp, man, and we'll be in the regular season before you know it.
2: And I am ready for all of it. I would sit here and do this with you for everybody else if I had to do smoke signals or if we had to do it by, uh, what was that thing in in the 90s, like cane mail? If if that's how we had to do this show, I would still do it that way because I love doing it. And I'm excited to do it, man.
1: Yeah, we're doing this thing by telephone, but that's all right. Uh, Technology cannot get us down. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back here next Wednesday with more. As Jerry likes to say, Dynasty good, good, and keep looking for that Friday show as we start rolling into some gambling and DFS. But on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis, and here at the Dynasty Warzone, we are just looking to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll catch you back here on Saturday. Thanks, guys.
0: Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name's Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. Couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one on one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say, my favorite part about the depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia; they're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So, uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat